From the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy! Oh, there it is, just what I needed. Johnny Gilbert on the guitar. Hello, and welcome back to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy. I'm Michael Davies. I'm joined today, once again, by producer Sarah Foss. Happy to join you. Happy days here at Jeopardy, Michael. <laughs> Our winter of discontent that was a summer is now over, Sarah. I just got off a very happy and constructive Zoom uh, with our two head writers, Michelle Loud and Billy. It seems like they're coming back on the day this is being released. We're taping this on Wednesday, just just hours, just I think uh, for the East Coast, just an hour and 15 minutes before uh, the first episode of Celebrity Jeopardy goes out. But yeah, they're coming back. The strike is over. We're just so happy and so relieved. And we've got a lot to achieve and a lot to sort out very, very quickly. Yeah, we're going to be welcoming them back Monday, October 2nd is the plan. Uh, I'm on the party planning committee, going to have a gathering. And also we thought, you know, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Michelle said it herself. When we come back, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Well, we're going to hang yellow ribbon all over the library. And we cannot wait to welcome the rest of the Jeopardy family home. And like you said, they are going to be busy. You know, you came to me months ago, Michael, and said, hey, we have to come up with a plan. We hope this strike will be quick and won't be long. But just in case it is, we have to come up with a contingency plan, kind of that holdover. But now we get to fill it in with our writers and then we get to get into our official postseason The thing we've talked about since last spring, and that is, you know, second chance for our season 39 contestants. We've got champions wild card for those season 39 contestants. Then we've got the TOC. It's going to be the biggest field we've ever featured in TOC history. So many great competitors, some still to be determined based on these upcoming champions wild card. And then the JIT. The JIT is happening I'm so excited for this one to bring back some of the best and greatest, you know, in all Jeopardy's past. And then feeding into the pyramid, Michael, masters. I mean, I just am so grateful that we get to talk about these plans in the way they were intended with our writers and with the team. And boy, do we have some exciting months ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, my our number one sort of imperative right now is to get our postseason back on track. And then after that, our regular season, as many weeks as possible of the regular season after that postseason. And the pyramid back on track, which is why we need the JIT to feed into Masters, <laughs> we need TOC to feed into Masters, we need all of these things. Secondly, I want to get original material back on the show as soon as possible. And that's something we're starting to work on with the writers. They have a lot of pent-up clues. <laughs> they're going to come in and I'm sure they're going to write like the wind. But we want them you know, always to have the time they need. You know, what they write really is quality. It takes time. So we won't sacrifice that. But yes, we want to get original material back on the air as soon as possible. Yeah, and just knowing that in the coming taping days, I'm going to have Billy Weiss sitting right next to me, co-head writer. No one makes judgment calls better than Billy. We're getting the gang back together, Michael, and we've got good, good days ahead. But we got a lot of great games to highlight with the conclusion of Second Chance this week featuring some of those best non-winners from season 37. And we've got the premiere. You mentioned it, Celebrity Jeopardy season two in primetime. But first, our new segment, we're taking a look back at this week in Jeopardy history 
And to do so, we're headed back to 1985, season two. Linda, we're going to start with you. You had $1,400. You were in third place going into this round. Did you have the correct Final Jeopardy question? What is Texas? I'm sorry, that is wrong. So that'll cost you if you wagered anything at all. How much did you risk? 1,000. That leaves you with a total of $400. And we move down the line to our champion, Chuck Forrest. Did he have the right question? What is Delaware? You're right. <laughs> this man had an opportunity to clean up, ladies and gentlemen. He's been averaging $15,000. He is already our biggest money winner ever on Jeopardy at 60000 he had 12,800 to wager. How much did he wager? Not a penny. But he still adds, listen to this, he adds 12,800 for a five-day total of $72,800. New record for Jeopardy. Congratulations to you. We're gonna retire you, and we'll look for you next year on our Tournament of Champions. That, of course, was one of Jeopardy's all-time greats, Chuck Forrest, best known for his pioneering style of hopping around the board, searching for those daily doubles. Chuck's fifth game took place on October 4th, 1985. He earned a total of $72,800, beating his own winning record of $60,000 from the day before. I know those numbers don't seem all that impressive all these years later, but you have to remember, this is back in the early days. We had that five-day limit. Alex had to say that Chuck would be retiring as an undefeated Jeopardy! champion but he would later return to win that 1986 Tournament of Champions. And Chuck is still well-known today. His historic run was huge, but then his strategy, the forest bounce, people use it. Arthur Chu, James Holtzauer, this jumping around strategy has helped to build a lot of successful runs. And interestingly enough, when Chuck wrote a book, he shared that it was his fellow law school student who had actually suggested that he try out the strategy of jumping around. So he actually calls it the Reuben bounce based on his friend Reuben as opposed to the forest bounce. And I have to say, you know, Alex didn't love the bounce. He thought... Yeah, this is what I heard. He didn't enjoy no, it. He, he wanted to go down the categories. Yes. I mean, we talk about our writers. He said, you know, they have crafted these categories beautifully. There's a pattern. You learn about the categories you go along. When you jump around, you might hop into a category not knowing what our brilliant writers are going for it. So he wasn't a fan of the bounce, but the bounce lives on. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the reasons because of the bouncing around, which is why we've introduced the new shot sequence that we premiered <laughs> during Celebrity Jeopardy um, in last week's episode and we'll be playing throughout the Celebrity Jeopardy season. We're so interested. I'm so fascinated to hear everybody's thoughts on it. I'm sure there are going to be a mix, just as there have been from people within our own Jeopardy production and post-production family. On the whole, I should say internally, mm -hmm. it's been received very, very, very well. It particularly works in celebrity, but I'm fascinated to hear what you all think out there. And, you know, once again, this was all done so that it's easier for viewers to locate where they are in the game and it, it kind of reflects exactly what we see as producers and what the contestants see as game players on the stage. Yeah, it's like you're getting a front row seat on the Alex Trebek stage. I remember when you first presented it to ABC, you know, their comment was, how are you just now thinking of this? How hasn't the show been shot like this for years? So it'll be interesting to hear what our pod listeners have to say, what our viewers, what our fans, we can't wait to hear their reaction. 
All right, it is time to get into last week's game highlights, starting out with week three of Second Chance, brought to you by Moderna. We kicked off the week with three players, all from season 37, Elaine Philadelpho, Jelana Cotter, and Colin Beasley. Once again, it was another exciting start to the week. Impressive performance by Jelana. She steadily built her lead while Elaine and Colin battled to make up ground. Both fell victim to incorrect daily doubles and double jeopardy. All three, though, correct in final, but Jelana had already secured that runaway and became our first second chance finalist of the week. Jelana's story is an interesting one. You know, she gets the call for second chance. She's in the doctor's office getting an ultrasound. She is pregnant. She thinks, you know, she knew it was Jeopardy, but they couldn't possibly be calling at that time. So she actually waited two hours till the end of her ultrasound to find out that she was going to be coming to California. She lives in Florida, making the trip and uh, certainly worth the trip. She had a runaway game. Ken caught up with Elaine, Jelana and Colin after the game. Let's have a listen. Did you enjoy your, your return to the Alex Trebek stage? Yeah. 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 I'm guessing no. Jelana did. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be ready for the third chance tournament. Yeah. yeah. So call me. <laughs> call me. Yeah. It was pointed out to me, uh, Jelana, that I applauded you on your big push. And oh. someone said, you know, if somebody's expecting a baby <laughs> in December, maybe don't say big push <laughs> while she's on a TV soundstage. So maybe final charge would have been better. Or, uh, I'll have to consider my language. But congratulations. We'll, we'll see you at the end of the week. Yeah. Factors ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Moving on to Tuesday, where Nicole Gould, Ollie Savage, and David Kay return for their second chance. It was a close game after the Jeopardy round, with Nicole taking a narrow lead. Ollie, however, found his rhythm in double Jeopardy, gaining a $2,400 lead over Nicole, heading into final Jeopardy. Ollie was incorrect in that round, but both David and Nicole were correct. Big $13,000 wager from her, and she secures an exciting come-from-behind win to advance to the finals. 
one thing, you know, we've talked about these second chancers from season 37 coming back. Mikal was just so happy that she got to have her makeup done because when they came the first time with COVID, you know, our huh. makeup people like handed them a powder puff and stayed six feet away and tried to kind of give them makeup tips from a distance. And Ken joked, you know what? I'm going to be honest. The makeup is half the reason I'm here, too. <laughs> no one laughed, Michael. That was funny. <laughs> We head into Wednesday. We saw the return of Barb Facto, Mark Lucas, and Allison Pistorius. This was another competitive game. Lots of lead changes. Barb ended the Jeopardy round with zero dollars, but she worked her way back into contention during Double Jeopardy with the help of a $2,000 daily double. Mark misses a $3,800 daily double. It drops him down to third place. And from there, Barb was able to gain the lead on the final two clues, which paid off for her as all three contestants were correct in final and Barb gets that last spot in the finals. Oh, I love Barb. Love a librarian, right? Yeah, always. Well, we kick off the two-day total point final on Thursday, an all-female lineup. We got Mikal, Jelana, and Barb. All three players off to a great start with Barb keeping up with McCall and Jelana until she found the second daily double. She goes all in and was incorrect. Then it was just McCall and Jelana building impressive scores betting big and final the two of them they were correct but it was jelana who had a strong lead heading into day two now ken pointed out in the interviews that both barb and mccall are librarians and we have so many great librarians on jeopardy i remember at one point michael you wanted to have a whole competition of well, librarians. The tournament of librarians yes, tournament i wanted to do for a while of librarians day, who knows but barb said you know what we're like the swiss army knife of educators you can plug us in anywhere and she addressed the camera and she said you know what i urge every superintendent in america to get some school librarians in your district they are certainly representing on jeopardy we head into day two of the final you know this game played out very similar to thursday's game all three off to a great start neck and neck until barb once again finds the second daily double she goes all in and once again was not able to come up with the correct response at that point, Jelana just took charge, and by the end of Double Jeopardy, she had built an unreachable lead. All three incorrect in final, but Jelana had already locked up the win, and she's headed to the champion's wild card. Wow. Yeah, I loved it in the postgame when uh, Jelana told Barb that she is great TV, uh, and Barb added, I'm what's been described by my students as a lot. <laughs> we loved it. We caught up with Jelana after her big win. Let's hear what she had to say. Jelana, you're headed to the champion's wild card. How does that sound? Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, so much has changed since you were still with us. You even had a different name. Yes. So people may not recognize you, yes. but now you're back. You're a winner, you're a champion, and you're headed to champion's wild card. And you have some other exciting news coming up in the upcoming months, yes. right? Yes, I got married earlier this year and I'm having a baby at the end of the year. So it's very exciting. Well, I can imagine this wasn't part of your plans no, for uh, 2023. <laughs> Take me back to when you first found out, I'm coming back to the Alex Trebek stage. Uh, I was in the doctor's office waiting room for an ultrasound appointment and I got a phone call from Jeopardy and I said, I don't have time to talk. They told me it was Jeopardy. I was like, I, they're calling my name any moment. And so then I had to wait about two hours until <laughs> the appointment was done and I could call back and the whole time I'm thinking, what on earth could this be? I was like, it can't possibly be the second chance tournament because they already did the season after mine. So I thought, is it the podcast? <laughs> that was the only thing I could think of. 
Well, what did you think when season 38 contestants were getting that second chance? You knew that you had had a great first game. You just weren't able to come up as a champion. I thought it would be really great, but I knew it was mostly for people who had been defeated by like, super champions, and I hadn't been. So uh, I figured they probably wouldn't pick me, but you know, I was kind of hopeful. I guess in all of my games, having really, really good opponents is what made me play better because I had to. Well, and that's what this competition was. Obviously, mm -hmm. you came up against people who were all very good. They've all proven themselves on the stage. And yet you were able to convincingly come away with this victory. How does that lead for your confidence heading into Champions Wildcard? It makes me feel better. I feel like my studying really paid off. I tried to focus on areas that are maybe more of weak points for me. Like I'm not particularly good with movies and I learned all the best picture winners and that definitely helped. Well, when you think about it, Champions Wildcard, we could have one day, two day or three day winners. Really, you're now pretty much a three day champion. I mean, you won your Weird. first game, you had the lead after day one of the finals and you come out a winner. So you're right up there with the competition. <laughs> It's unbelievable. So what will you do now? I know you've got a lot on your mind, but how do you now turn around getting ready to know I'm coming back again? I guess just study more and learn more of the things that I don't already know. Fantastic stuff, Sarah. We're looking forward to welcoming Jelana back for Champions Wildcard. Now let's dive into Celebrity Jeopardy, the premiere episode. All right, our new night in primetime for Celebrity Jeopardy Season 2, Wednesday night, premiered with Mark Duplass, Emily Hampshire, and Utkarsh Umbudkar. Ken opened the show, breaking down how Celebrity Jeopardy works. If you don't remember, we've got the nine quarterfinal games. Those winners advance to the semifinals, and then they battle it out for those three spots in the finals where just one champion earns $1 million for charity, one slightly different thing we're doing this season, Michael, and I know you agreed in ABC, is that we're going to play all the quarterfinal games, and then we're going to head into all of the semifinals and then yeah. the finals. So it really just builds as we're going on. And in this game, it was Mark Duplass who was in the driver's seat all the way through the double Jeopardy run, heading into triple Jeopardy with a huge lead over Utkarsh in second place. But Utkarsh stepped on the gas in triple Jeopardy, we say this is the great equalizer. He has 14 correct responses, a huge daily double, works his way into the lead heading into final. He and Mark are both correct, and Udkarsh maintains the lead, becoming our first season two Celebrity Jeopardy semifinalist by just $4. It just was an amazing game. Amazing game. Yeah, I think my favorite was when they had the also an animal sound category and they really didn't get it. You know, it was like quack bay, bark, tweet, and then finally Udkarsh was like, on the final clue he gets it, he goes, can we run that back? Like, now that I <laughs> yeah. got it, can we Yeah, do he it? finally got it. And Emily showed off her rap skills. Yes, her rap. She, <laughs> she'd invested a lot of time in learning a rap to remember all of the presidents. And then, of course, she gets drawn against Utkarsh from Freestyle Love Supreme, an amazing improvisational rapper. And she didn't really get to use her <laughs> presidential rap knowledge in the show. Yeah. And just a fun behind the scenes story. You know, we have to clear all these things. It's music. So our music supervisor, Sean Sasahara, tracked down the original guy who wrote the presidential rap on YouTube. And yeah. he was so excited that not only did he, you know, make a deal for us to use the music, but he flew out and saw a taping. He didn't get to see the rap perform, but he did come to Celebrity Jeopardy. So that's just the nuances that happen for every little part of the show, all the people that help make it happen. 
All right, well, Celebrity Jeopardy will continue again this Wednesday. Another great lineup, but right now it's time for our host chat. An audience member asked Ken, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie? I mean, it's like picking your kids. This used to be the MGM lot, so I think a lot about singing in the rain while I'm here. Like, that's an all-time favorite. I love 2001. Um, I like the Beatles' first movie, A Hard Day's Night. Best movie I've seen lately. Um, did anybody see Past Lives about the, uh, the Korean-American woman? Like, that's a great little romance. Bittersweet, but it's very cool. I love it. We learn a little bit more about our host. All the time, this, this, uh, this bizarre upbringing that he had all over the world had him almost um, <laughs> absorb American culture and be introduced to American culture in such a different way. Yeah, it seemed to work for Ken Jennings. Uh, I think it was yeah. a good life plan. Well, that is it for today's show. We'll be back next week to discuss the first week of Champions Wildcard featuring our season 37 and season 38 contestants. That kicks off today, so be sure to tune in for that one. We're also going to break down this week's Celebrity Jeopardy featuring Brian Baumgartner, Lisa Ann Walter, and Timothy Simons. And I'm going to speak with second chance finalist David Mayberry about his surprise Jeopardy return and what a journey it was for him. You won't want to miss it. Yeah, and wrote about it so well. Love it, Sarah. As always, please subscribe to this podcast. Rate us, leave us a comment, follow us at Jeopardy on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Twitter, now known as X. And please <laughs> send your questions and your comments to Inside Jeopardy Podcast at Gmail. If any of you are confused about the postseason plans or anything we're doing, we want your feedback on yes. the new shot sequence on Celebrity. I do want to assure everybody this gives us, fortunately, this strike being over, we are going to get to multiple weeks of regular Virginia new contestants <laughs> who've never been on the Alex Trebek stage before not in a competition format not in a tournament format we're going to get to that at the end of the season we should have 16 weeks at the end depending on how long some of these other competitions go yeah. it could be even longer of course we have these tournaments you know like the toc finals it could be three to seven games so we're looking at at least 16 weeks hopefully more a lot of great contestants absolutely okay we'll see you all next week bye